to the Bushels and Barrels podcast. So glad you're with us again. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is where you can find me. Joined alongside me is my lovely, lovely wife. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Well, I tell you what, we're having fun here, aren't we? We sure are. And (laughs) we have a new email address, bushelsandbarrels1 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Yes. The good, the bad, the ugly. If you want to say F you, I'm never listening to you again. That's fine, but... I want to hear from you guys. Tell Jessica to stop talking because I've realized that I talk a lot. Yeah, we decided we're going to open this program by making fun of each other just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So in last week's program, urinals and Pritzker. Ooh, I hope you didn't lose any followers from the urinals. If anything, people laugh so hard they told their friends about it. And (laughs) now we got twice as many people listening. So we're up to five now. We hope so. (laughs) Maybe six. So, uh, if you counted how many times Jess said interesting last week, <laughs> it was, I haven't done it. As a matter of fact, if one it's of you record. guys... It was a record. For whatever the record is, I beat it. Exactly. <laughs> For anybody that says the word interesting in any part of their life within a 44-minute time frame, mm-hmm. yeah, that's got to be a record. Yeah. We'll turn it in. Definitely. See if she can make yeah. the Guinness Book of World Records on that. And she stole the show last week. What oh, do you think? Oh, I talk so much. I mean, I went downstairs... Uh. Got a cup of coffee, took a whiz, caught up on Sports Center, came up here, and you're still talking. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> we, we, we're having a good time with We are sure. having a good time. We hope that you guys are having a great time, too. But anyway, I wanted to start off this show by addressing how much appreciation Jessica and I both have for law enforcement. Yes. And we back the blue. Yes. So there was a, a sheriff's deputy in Wayne County, Illinois, Last week that was murdered. His name was Sean Riley. Murdered on the side of Interstate 64. All it was was a person obviously was having some car troubles and called the police. He was the guy at 5 o'clock in the morning to come check out what was going on, try to help somebody. And he got shot. Died right there. Yeah, they shut down the interstate. Uh, Rightfully so. Rightfully so. The guy then got out of his debilitated car and stole a police car, drove it down the road a little ways, hijacked a semi, forced that driver to take him somewhere over to St. Louis. It was it was a shit show. It ended up over in Carlisle, Illinois, which is where they eventually got the guy. He was holding some people hostage. It just just a big old POS is what that guy is, and it took a lot of law enforcement to bring him into custody. And I'm just so glad that that they're there doing jobs like that because you don't know what these crazy people are going to do. No, not today. Not I mean, today. the guy is walking up thinking he's help, He's just going to help a, a stranded traveler. Right. And I, it just, the police officer that lost his life was 38, 39 years old, wife, kids. I mean, in, in the prime of his life, just like I am. You just, you know, he, it's what he does. He wakes up, he puts his uniform on, he goes and serves. That's how he feeds his family. And the way the media just, shits all over cops as being racist people who abuse their power and and are womanizers and things and like that all of the people who want to defund you know yes don't, oh. yes i it just 
I will never understand the logic of the defund the police movement of, of slamming police as being bad people. I mean, obviously there's some bad ones. I don't know of any. Do you? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sure there are. Hell, there's bad sure farmers. There I know farmers. I will never name them on here, but you know what? You guys do too if you're a farmer that listens to me. That farmer that shells the outside round of his field, puts it in a truck and sends it to town, sells it in his name 100%, does the rest of the field and sell it in his name 60-40 with the with the farmer or with the landowner share. There's people that do that? That's the way, yes. Oh. That's what always gets me. That's what, man, we're going to go down a different path here. Yeah. That's what always gets me is these farmers that put scales in at their farm and that way they can weigh their grain as they bring it in. That way they know what their inventory is okay. to the T. Uh-huh. And you have landowners, I've heard of anyway, that walk up to you and say, well, that scales, how do you know that's right? You could be ripping me off. I, you know, I just look at it. I, if they said that to me, I would just look at them and say, sir, I don't need a scales to rip you off. What does that mean? I don't run it across the scales. Take that load straight to the elevator and sell it in my name 100%. Oh, I see what you're saying. And try to ri- and steal do it 40% that way. of your corn yeah, right there, beans, way. whatever. I, I would never, ever do that. But mm-hmm. but there's people who that you've heard of that do that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's terrible. Not, That's a terrible farmer and not an honest well, farmer. It's just not an honest person. Right. But you know what? The cops go after people like this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, think about how many Datelines and 2020s on ID. Jessica and I love watching those shows. We like the murder mysteries. Yeah, yeah we sure do. Yeah. I, not that we like that it happened, but no. I admire those detectives and those cops who go after these people and find them. And they're incarcerated, sometimes fi- face the death penalty. You know, these are fine individuals that's doing this, that's protecting us. The only thing I don't like about those shows is that sometimes, uh, the TV program will kind of shed a light or shed a, a total bad light, a dark light on the, on the cops that are working cases. So yeah, that's the only thing, but I'm, but I'm aware of that and that it might happen in the shows that we watch. Well, they want you to keep watching. We don't want, we don't watch a whole lot of TV anyway. So no, no. But anyway, I just starting off the program today. I just wanted to say our, our condolences go out to deputy Sean Riley. They laid him to rest yesterday and we just, our hearts break for his wife and kids and and um if if there's anything that we can do i mean by all means bushels and barrels one at gmail.com please get a hold of us we want to support anybody and if you're a cop and you feel like you've been unfairly portrayed in any situation you've ever been in you have a microphone here Mm -hmm. i will have you on the show now it better be honest that's all i want is honesty but if you feel like you've been disenfranchised somehow or another just because you're a cop i'm ready to hear the story Right. But anyway, you know, Jess and I were talking last week, and I feel like I'm getting defeated. I feel like patriotism is being defeated all the time. See, I don't feel that way. You don't? No, I don't feel that way. Okay, explain. I think we've got some great things happening in this country. I think there is a super, super duper local movement going on. Um, people reach out to you saying we are we've got to vote the people off the school board you know that are not do that don't have the best interest for the children so that's a win in my book because people in in the local community that's on our Wabash County level yeah that's what they say to you and then we have um, court cases going to the Supreme Court regarding the vaccine mandates and um, you hear about well I heard about the 35 Navy SEALs that got their religious exemption upheld. See, that is great. And, and yeah. the reason that hits home is I have a cousin who's in the Navy, who's been in the Navy. He's 46 years younger than me, so that'd make him 36 years old. And he's been in the Navy since he got out of high school. 
So he's worked his way up. As a matter of fact, he knows more about submarines than anybody I know I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's quitting the Navy. Mm. Quitting. Giving up his pension. Because of the mandate? Because of the mandate. Yeah. We've never been in a position like this before in our country. Ever. Ever. So It's awful. Yeah. But I'm hearing about election audits and uh, news regarding Hey, what was those. that? What was that story about a ballot box in Georgia? What? What was that? Oh, this week there was a whistleblower that came out and said, hey, <laughs> I've been Sounds paying- like he was part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he sounded like. Hi. He's like, hey, I've been paid $10 per ballot to stuff in this ballot box over here in Georgia. Okay. So oh. for those of you that don't know what a ballot box actually is, it was an idea that came up because of coronavirus. You know, all these mail-in ballots, right? Contactless drop off yeah it's basically (laughs) they mail you your ballot you fill it in at your house and you take it to a quote-unquote ballot box and drop it off right no no surveillance no surveillance it's just just picture like one of those blue postal service boxes it's you know on every corner in a huge town where you just it's a drop box yes except this is a ballot box and this guy was paid 10 bucks per ballot per ballot to fill out and drop them off okay how much money did he make he says 45,000. 45,000. He filled out 4,500 ballots. Yeah. Where do you get the ballots? I don't know. Nobody knows. This is probably part of the investigation. Probably. So he comes forward this week, and so it's making it's making news. It's making its rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they hiring for 2022 and 2024? <laughs> I don't know. I could feed my family in two elections for three for two years. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great way to pay down some debt. Goodness. Uh, well, but I but I look at that as a victory because it also shows. I mean, Biden only won Georgia. I think less. He won by less than fifteen thousand. In Georgia. See, so. that's what's even more scary. All yeah. that t- all it takes then is four of those people yes. filling out illegal ballots to I mean, every electoral vote that Georgia has would now go to Biden. Yes. Fraud. Yes. Yep. So I, I'm I see this and I'm going, okay, we are winning. We are winning. It's just gonna take a minute for people to realize. And mainstream media doesn't pick it up. So it's not like it's out there in your face like everything else is, like the doom right. and gloom of the um Omicron and oh yeah, the fluorona or whatever. Yeah, that's the new one now. <laughs> yeah. See, you see why I feel like we're losing. Well, first it was COVID, then it was TV. Delta, now it's Omicron, and by thanks or by uh, Valentine's Day, it's going to be fluorona. Mm. Uh, Turn off your TV. No shit. Yeah, I need to. Yeah. What else? Any? Is there any other good news that's happened? Yeah, in Oklahoma, there were parents that won over a shot mandate regarding children and having to go to school. Like, So, in Oklahoma somewhere, they're saying that a kid can't go to school if he, he or she is not vaccinated? Yeah. Oh, my God. And Oklahoma's a red that, state. You expect that in California. I expect it in Illinois. Yeah. Although, even kudos to maybe this is just a southern Illinois thing, because I have no idea what they're doing in Chicago. Well, actually, in Chicago, they're, they're not They're all shut school. down. Yeah. Yeah, because those POS teachers union. You know what? Yes. I, I like teachers. I hate the teachers union. Mm. They, you know, 340,000 kids up. In, and these are mostly lower income kids. That are now not even in school. Yeah, the government schools. Yeah, yeah, and they're not in school. But anyway. It's not coming down to Southern Illinois. Yeah, it's not coming down to Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not. The mayor, Lori. (laughs) Lightweight. Yeah, Lightfoot, says that she expects. Beetlejuice. She expects, creepy. She expects the teachers to go back back to work. She can expect that all day long. 
and, and, she's and the tell, one who created this. She created this. What so, needs to happen here? So just like every union that goes on strike, the company that employs them needs to go out and find new workers and tell these union workers to shove it up their ass. Yeah, the union was was it was a good thing. The union had a purpose. A hundred years ago. It served its purpose, and now it's just In a, the days of building a Model T, the union had its purpose. Yes. Sweatshops, things like that. No more. And then, when you when you throw in capitalism, you try to do a job, you know, under without using union workers, then that small business gets doxxed or hated on because you're not using a union worker. Cool. To Let them hate on me. <laughs> Let them hate on me. Right. I think we're moving in that direction. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. But I think we are. I was really there do. some kind of a case in Boston... A, Something about a flag oh, on the I town you. square. So, yeah, which is a good story. So, this city has a public area. Help me try to explain. Like a I, town square type place. Yeah, where there's a few flagpoles and you can sign. You, you can sign you can up, fill to, up. Yeah, you can fill out an application to fly your flag. for Whatever flag it might be. Whatever flag it might be. You've still got to fill out the application to the city. I can go to Boston and fill out paperwork to fly the St. Louis Cardinals flag. Yes, and so they have always accepted most, I think all. I don't think they've rejected anyone except for this one. And it was the Christian flag. Oh, so LGBTQ probably have so they've flown, flown the rainbow flag. They've flown the Islam flag. They've flown the LGBTQ flag. They've flown all kinds of flags. If and it's in Boston, you know what I ought to do. What? Go sign up to fly the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag. <laughs> I'm not a sports person, so what's that Tom mean? Brady used to play for the oh. Boston Patriots, the New England, New England Patriots. Now he plays for the Buccaneers. That'd be good. <laughs> it would be a good one. And I bet you, you know what? They'd probably get approved. But by God, you better not fly that Christian flag. Right. So Supreme Court's going to hear oral arguments on that today. So hopefully I will have an update for you next week. Uh, because that's that's going to be, it's going to be a good. Well, it's flat ass discrimination. Absolutely. Against Christianity. A- against Christianity. What this country was founded on, yeah. no matter what anybody likes, to, whether you want to admit it or not, it was yeah. Judeo-Christian values. Our our country and what we're going through right now is not a Democrat, not a Republican, not a Libertarian. It is not a side issue. This is an American issue. And when COVID started, they shut down the entire country, including churches, but they kept the big stores open. They kept the liquor stores open. Guess what is in the Constitution that was closed? Churches. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I hate that. I do too. I hate that because it's unconstitutional. And then she, Lori Lightfoot, going back to her, she says, we will come arrest you. We will shut you down and we will fine you. Like, uh, Yeah. So she speaks like a gorilla and a tiger there. But then now when it comes to getting teachers to go back to school, go back to work. Yeah. Why don't she go hunt those teachers down and threaten their jobs? Right. Right. The you city you of have Chicago impoverished kids who I'm. I don't like jumping on this bandwagon at all. But by God, if the liberals are going to do it, a conservative will too. Mm-hmm. There are students out there that their meals they rely on school for them. Yes, and you know what else? Another statistic that I heard: people stopped turning in child abuse in 2020. Why? I'm sorry, in 2021. But why? Because they weren't in school. And most of the child abuse cases came from the school system. Isn't that sad? Oh, hell, that is sad. Yeah, that breaks my heart, makes me want to throw up. It makes me sick to my stomach thinking yep. about it. So, that is sad. Yep, we would take all the babies, wouldn't we? We would, definitely. I'm. What? 
<laughs> what the hell is that? Ryan. Oh, it's a new what? segment of the program. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you turn it off? No, it'll go away. I promise. Oh this segment of the program is the ass of the week segment. <laughs> when does it stop? After like five minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the way that I came up with the ass of the week, I didn't really even come up with it. We have a local radio show here, and the guy that does the morning show, he also owns a radio station. Him and I are pretty good friends. I mean, we could talk back and forth anytime I need to. And he listened to the first podcast, said you did really good and everything. And I, I asked him for some suggestions. And one of them he came up with is like, you ought to have an ass of the week segment. So I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, you know, just somebody's an ass of the week, and I get to call them out and tell them why they're an ass. Hence the donkey sound. That's right. You want to hear the donkey sound again? (laughs) No. Come on. Don't play it again? Okay. Well, this week's ass of the week, and this woman could be ass of the year and ass of the decade and ass of your life, is Nancy Pelosi. Because yesterday was January the 6th. Mm. Ah. How many of you got tired of seeing all that crap on TV? I think people see right through it. I'm hoping so. But they, let me... We all know that this was an FBI setup. We all know this. Right. But Nancy goes on TV, and she wants us to believe that this is the most, the greatest threat to our nation since its founding. <laughs> well, naturally, whenever I hear something that absurd, I got to do some research. I'm like, where was she during 9-11? Yeah. Where How, was she? Well, well I, I guess it wasn't a threat to democracy whenever any of three of our presidents of the United States got assassinated. Like, what the heck? I mean, Pearl Harbor? Was that not a threat to our democracy? I don't think that anybody... She's that, a threat to our democracy. You're right. I don't think that anybody that got arrested that broke in to the Capitol, some people say let in, depends on probably what door you went through. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those people got arrested for having a firearm, did they? No. Ashley Babbitt, the Air Force veteran. Some people are still in jail to this day. A lot of them are. Like today, they're there. Yeah. They're in jail in solitary confinement. Mm Pre-conviction. They haven't even had a pre-trial yet, and they're Mm -hmm. stuck in jail. Yeah, some are even, they've even uh, reported that they've been denied phone calls. It's crazy. Right, right. In America. This is USA. Oh, I know. I know. And and, and like, you look at the people that broke it, and, and hear me out. Under no circumstance should anyone ever break into our Capitol buildings. Right. Never. Right. I would never condone that. Ever. I don't care whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, conservative, liberal, don't care. That's not yours to break into. Just because it's a public building doesn't mean you can just go into it. I mean, you're more than welcome to visit during visiting hours. You're more than welcome to visit your representatives and everything, but you don't just barge in. And a lot of people that I saw on the sixth sixth were respectable people like they were nice people like at I would the expect. rally yes at the rally not in the building because you didn't no, go I in didn't the building or the even building. up by it right whenever it happened anyway right you saw the pictures i was not even right. close right but i don't know it just it surprises it doesn't surprise me at all because nancy pelosi is a political hack mm-hmm. but it just i cannot believe that like ashley babbitt who is unarmed not provoking anything, gets shot by a Capitol Police officer mm-hmm. and dies right there. The other people that died did not die as a, as a, as a result of the riot. They, des- they died of natural causes. You know, that sick Nick guy? Yes. He died of natural causes. He didn't die from a fire extinguisher getting slammed into his head like CNN told you. Right. Yep. You know, th- that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's not a lie. That's, that's not me spinning anything. That is a fact. Yes. 
You're right. But, you know, so this prompted me to do some research. Okay. Hear me out. Listen to what I've come up with. Okay. So if we want to talk about threats to democracy, we can't go without talking about March 1st, 1954. I bet you guys never heard of that one. Puerto Rican nationalists, three of them, four of them, three men and one woman broke into the House of Representatives with a gun and shot the place up. Did you know that? No. You've never heard of that? Nope. Three, no, four congressmen were hit. None of them died. None of them died? None of them died. Uh, They were taking one for the team. But they sought to murder. That's crazy. That didn't happen on January 6th. No, it didn't. And then the bad thing about it, they got convicted, thrown in jail, and President Carter, a liberal Democrat, commuted their sentences, let them out. Did you hear about March 1, 1971? Tell me. You didn't know about it? Mm-mm. At 1 a.m., a call came into the switchboard at the Capitol, and a man said, there is a bomb going to go off in 30 minutes. And 30 minutes later, that bomb went off. Mm. After an investigation, there were zero arrests made. Come to find out later, Weather Underground. You ever heard of that? Not the Weather Channel TV show. Weather Underground. It's a group. Bill Ayers. Yeah, they are a so-called anti-war movement. One of Obama's best friends is Bill Ayers. Mm. And he was behind 1971. 1972. Did you hear what happened in 1972? No. A bomb exploded in the Pentagon. ABC reported it that left-wing terrorists claimed responsibility. When is the last time you've heard the word left-wing terrorists on ABC? Well, I'm having like a, a brain issue right now because I hear, I, I know that they there are mostly left-wing terrorists, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't hear that. We hear right-wing extremists. That's all we ever hear and nowadays. white supremacists. But... These are left-wing terrorists, according to ABC. ABC. Not Fox News. Yeah. You know, Fox News didn't even exist back then. Uh Uh-uh. In 1975, Weather Underground, again, Bill Ayers, Barack Obama's good friend, blew up the State Department. Did you know that? (laughs) I bet you didn't. Oh, my gosh. In 1983. Keep in mind, you see my narrative here. This is all stuff that happened in Washington, Mm D.C., just like what happened on January 6th. Mm. Uh, no, not just like what happened. These are bombs. These are bombs. These and are people explosions. shooting places up. They've got dynamite or exactly. whatever. Exactly. In 1983, Weather Underground set off another bomb that destroyed the second floor of the Capitol's North Wing. What? Yes. Over $1 million worth of damage. But no lives were lost because the debate in the Senate got over a lot earlier than what, earlier than what they thought would. Mm-hmm. So nobody was there. Hmm. Talk about God intervening there. No kidding. But the reason that Weather Underground claimed to do this is because they were pissed about the U.S. military's involvement in Lebanon and Grenada. So the anti-war movement called Weather Underground is using acts of war. (laughs) The anti-war movement. Okay. Are using acts of war to get us out of wars. Now, that's a head scratcher. Very interesting. Well, it took, the, it took the FBI five years to track down the seven people that did that one in 1983. Yeah. Five years. Five years. Dismantle the FBI. I agree. Oh, man. And I hate happen. that because I know there's probably good ones in there, good agents, but the, the higher ups at this the is FBI just so are crooked. fraudulent. This is so crooked. And you got Merritt Garland going after parents. Anyway. Merritt Liss Garden, yeah. Garland. Ugh. So let me go over, let me go, let me go back through for you guys really quick. In 1954, people shot up the Congress. In 1971, a bomb went off. 
1972, a bomb went off. 1975, a bomb went off. 1983, a bomb went off. All at the Capitol. All at the Capitol. And you're telling me, media, Nancy Pelosi, ass of the week, that January 6, 2021 was the biggest threat to our democracy in American history? Go F yourself. I agree. I agree. That's terrible. And you know, the FBI hasn't even found the person who laid the pipe bombs the night before the 6th. So, oh, they haven't, have no, they? they? I forgot haven't. about that. Yeah. Yeah. There were like two bombs or pipe bombs, supposedly. Yeah. We'll probably never really find out the real story there. Probably not. I am so sick of the January 6th shit. Mm-hmm. I'm it's just, a joke. Like, people is. know that it's a joke. Like, let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Like, this is dumb. Yeah. The people that broke in there were dumb people. Yes. I agree with that. And but I, that was I, hardly I don't the agree most dangerous thing in American history. I know that people are frustrated, but at the same time, there are certain, there's certain footage that shows that the crowd was de-escalating and then all of a sudden it got escalated again for whatever reason. Right. And I think it was all planted by Antifa and other, other people inside and just bad, bad well, I, I mean, I read reports that a bus pulled up full of Antifa members and they all got off right there at the Capitol building right before it happened. Yeah, but you're a conspiracy theorist for thinking that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's called common sense. But you know what? There are so many cameras in D.C. everywhere. There are cameras so you know they know who that person is. Oh, damn right. And here's the other thing. So now we have this this January 6th committee going on. The Nancy, unselect committee, as Trump would call it. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, here's another reason that Nancy Pelosi is ass of the millennia. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> because she will not turn over her text messages and emails associated with her communication with Donald Trump two days before his rally where he asked, would you like us to bring in ten to 20,000 National Guardsmen to help secure the Capitol and the city? I bet Trump knows something about this because he, he called for that. You know, he, he brought that to light here just recently in a statement. And Nancy won't do it. Yeah. She won't turn that over. Oh, Why no. would you not? Just to prove her innocence. She's a stupid bitch is what she is. <laughs> you said it. I did say it. Yeah, you did say and it. And I own it. So so um, going back to Ashley Babbitt and the cop there, you know, you you said earlier this week, it's, it's first responders, whenever someone is hurt or in need of help, they usually run towards that person. And even if the even if the law enforcement, yeah, from everything I've read and seen and, and the cops I've talked to, if a cop has to shoot somebody to neutralize a situation, mm-hmm. once it is once the cop he or she deems it as neutralized, they generally run towards the person they just shot to try to administer help. And did you say that this guy ran away? He turned his back and walked off. Oh you know, gosh. in the video, all you can see is his hand and the gun. I wonder if that had something to do with protecting protecting the people that were behind him. That would be another level of it. I don't know. Protecting the people that were behind who? Him. Like, was he, did he have his gun? He was gun, in a different room. Did he have his gun out? Like, in the other room? With yeah. people behind him? Like, physically behind him? No, he was, I, from what I saw, he was in the room where Congress actually meets. Okay. And he reached his hand out that door and shot Ashley. Okay. That's, that's what I saw. I wonder what the media... I'm going to say something very controversial here, okay? Go for it. I love controversy. We might get eaten up by my comment. Okay, so here you go, guys. Before she makes (sighs) this comment, bushelsandbarrels1 at (laughs) gmail.com. Let us know. I'm I'm laughing because I'm nervous to say it, actually. Say it. So what if... What would the media say if Ashley had been an African-American woman or a black woman? 
I can't help but think this story, this narrative would be totally different. Wow. An African-American veteran woman. You know, okay, so the, the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt was black, correct? Correct. Holy cow. Are you... Are you... Well, I'm just... There's so many ways you could play that out because of how just unfair everything how is How terrible now. white people are just because they're white. Exactly. Right? So I just wonder, I can't help but think, oh my gosh, what... I mean, what would have happened if this person had been... Like, would they, would they be digging into the story? Would they be calling for justice from that cop? What's the deal? No, because the cop was black. Now, if the cop was white and shot a black person, see, what if it was a white cop that shot a black Trump supporter? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could sit here and mix this up. And what's pathetic is the fact we even have to do this in today's world. I thought whenever Barack Obama got elected president, all racism was over. <laughs> yeah. It's been over for a long time. The, the left-wing media and um, left-wing people in office are the ones who just keep it alive. I, okay, I know how it would have got spun. I just thought of it okay. right now. If Ashley Babbitt would have been black, uh-huh. even though the shooter was black, here's how it would have been spun. Black Lives Matter would have raised absolute hell that a black unarmed person in the or in the Capitol building got shot. Mm-hmm. They would totally disregard the shooter. Why? Because he's... He worked for Trump. He worked in, in the White House with Trump. They would spin it to where somehow or another, mm. I say worked in the White House, he worked in the Capitol building for Trump. So you would have had this mad Trump cop shot a That's black woman. True. That's how it would have got spun. That's true. BLM would have been all yeah. over that. So I just, I think whenever we hear about a story, I th- unless it's from a news source that I trust, like the Liberty Council, I don't, I, there's got to be more to the story, period. Right. That's just how my brain is right now. I, I question everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2021, yeah. that's what I started doing was questioning everything. I did want to, I did want to make mention about churches again. We, we spoke about that for just a second. I got to talk a little bit about Jesus. I love Jesus. Me too. That's why I got to tell you about him a little bit. Even though I'm from the South side of heaven. <laughs> yes. What part of heaven are you from? I don't know. The Northern Southern side. The south part of the northern side. The south so you're like, I'm on the south part of the south side. <laughs> yeah, Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you may say I don't fight as hard as you do. I just fight in different ways. So the Lord is our provider, and we give glory to God for everything and all of our blessings. So we are very thankful and very blessed. Um, have you ever heard of the Johnson Amendment? No, I haven't. Trump ran on some of that, and um, I wanted to just kind of let you know that Preachers need to be talking about politics again. Oh, the Johnson Amendment. That was the one that said preachers can't talk politics behind the pulpit. Yes. They may lose their tax-exempt status. Which they're nonprofits. Right. They're 501s. So so what he did is he put in Executive Order 13798. You can go look this up, and I encourage you to do so. And it gives organizations the freedom to talk religion and politics behind the same pulpit. As so, a nonprofit, as a nonprofit, to That's not be a good threatened, thing. to not be threatened, to lose your tax exempt status. So, if your preacher does not know this, if they are not talking about the God backed politicians or people in organizations or wh- whoever in politics, they need to be. 
because they have no excuse now. Right. Because of, of that executive order. Biden hasn't done anything to take it away. You do understand. Even and I agree with it. I, I agree with you. I think that people with good conscience, good moral conscience, who are standing behind the pulpit need to be talking about stuff like this. Absolutely. They need to be well, talking about God's word and who that represents us is not supporting God's word. I agree with that totally. But here's where you're going to run into it, run into an issue. It takes, it's going to take a spine to do that. You know why? That's you what America that, wants. I agree. But here's what's going to happen. In every congregation, you're going to have Republicans and you're going to have Democrats. And they're not going to agree socially on a lot of issues. And if you have a pulpit, a guy standing behind the pulpit that is, let is, I'll just say, supporting liberal causes. Mm -hmm. And I'm a conservative that sits in that congregation. Do you think I'm going to keep sitting in there? Absolutely not. The second that I walk out, he gets no more of my money. I guarantee you people will follow you out the door. I guarantee you. So the liberals are going to do the same thing when the conservative guy is up That's there. That's fine. Do you know what prevails? Truth prevails. Truth prevails. And I guarantee you, they may lose some people in the beginning, but Americans and this country, they want truth and they want they want to know where their pastors stand because this this amendment was put into place in 1954. Okay? Right. Where they stopped talking about the godless commies behind the pulpit. Sure. Okay? So we've been, what, what is that, 70 years, something? 54, close? that's the age of my dad, so. Yeah, so close, yeah. To, close to 70 68. years. Yeah, close to 70 years of not talking about the, the people who are filled with God that are in our government. So that's 70 years. No, I get it. And now, where's God at in schools? Where are they? Nowhere to be found. Exactly. So preachers, pastors, priests, they've got to be talking about this. Yeah. They've got to be talking about it. I agree, but like I said. And I, and I hope they do. I hope that the preachers they got to be talking about babies, but they and can abortion. pretty much look, they can pretty much guarantee themselves. They start doing it. They're going to start losing money in the short term, in the short term. Yeah. Because the liberals uh, for a conservative preacher or vice versa, mm -hmm. the people that's against them will not be back. So that means they're not going to be donated to that church. That's fine. But as long as there is a church of what they think and a preacher that preaches what they think, mm -hmm. I wonder how many, you know what? Oh, I'm going to piss people off. Uh -oh. Okay, I'm uh -oh. going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. There ain't very damn many liberals that go to church. Yeah. They're godless commies. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. And those people have infiltrated our government and have made it to where, I mean, the Christians are the Republicans and the ones that are really soft-spoken and just don't want to do anything to Oh, Republicans anybody. are a bunch Ooh. of pussies. Yeah, no, it's time to stand up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just so. thinking about this yesterday, how big of a wimps Republicans are. Remember they when are, Trump took office? They're pushovers. Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House. <laughs> Paul Ryan. <laughs> we owned the presidency. We owned Congress, and we owned the Senate. We could have done whatever we wanted, and we, we couldn't even get Obamacare repealed. He's such a rhino. He is. Yeah. We know what, we, we know what I think about rhinos. Yes. At least a Democrat will shoot you in the face. Yes. Looking at you. Yeah. Ryan will stab you in the back. That's right. Won't see it coming. So if you want something good to listen to this week, we've had, um, I listened to the Dr. Robert Malone, Joe Rogan. That was a great interview. I heard that was tremendous. Great interview. He talks about the mass psychosis that we're living in, which explains the wool over people's eyes. Now, who is Dr. Malone for the people that don't know? He is the inventor of the mRNA vaccines. Oh, Or the technology really? behind it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a guy that might know a little bit about it. Yeah. And actually, Stuart, you're, your uh i was introduced to stewart via tiktok via you red power so, stew <laughs> yeah he actually 
told me about the Peter McCullough interview with Joe Rogan, which is very insightful and very good. So awesome. Yep. That's some good listening. Some uh, background noise if you need it while you're cleaning house. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Red Power Stew on the phone a couple of days ago. Okay. And I want him to be on the program. That would be great. I do. I think that'd be great. If he makes it down from Michigan to southeastern Illinois, mm-hmm. we got to do that. Okay. Okay. Bring him on. Exactly. I'll tell you another person <laughs> that I think I'm going to have on the podcast. Tell me more. Our sheriff. Oh, yes. Derek Morgan. He sounds good. I yeah. think he would be a great show. I say he sounds good. I have no idea what he sounds like in a mic. I do like Derek. He's a funny guy. He's just he's a, he's good, a good dude. Guy. Once again, reinforcing the idea that law enforcement is good. Mm-hmm. They are good people. Mm-hmm. He would be a yeah. great one. Yes. I, I talked to a couple other people on New Year's Eve that just people from my hometown that have done phenomenal in life. Uh-huh. Like just business wise, starting from scratch. Great stories. I mean, stories that America needs to hear. Okay. So if I can talk him into being on the podcast, that would make some great conversations. I am excited to hear what you put together with the interview that we did with your cousin Kent. I am still working my way through that. (laughs) We sat down for about three hours one night and just talked. Jack and Coke uh, and Bush Light. Yeah, it was was a good time. Now, whenever we do put that together and put that up, I'm going to tell each and every one of you, don't play it in front of your kids because there will be plenty of expletives. Yes. You know, even though I do use some words that maybe you're, you don't want your kids to hear, I don't use words rhyming with buck. <laughs> in that show right there, there were plenty of words rhyming with buck and Ugh. bucking Ugh. and bucked. Okay. I think they get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> and I'll warn you guys if we do yeah. do that. So Beforehand. Good. Well, I think that's going to be good for the fourth episode of the Bushels and Barrels podcast. What do you think? I didn't say interesting very many times. I don't think you said it once. (laughs) I tried not to. Kick ass. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys go out. Have a great weekend. Have a great next week. We'll see you next Friday. Adios. Adios.